Hello, class! And welcome to the first episode of Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold re-education. Each and every week, we will be recapping, reminiscing, and reliving every single episode and both movies of the seminal 90s Nickelodeon classic, Hey Arnold. Uh, the theme song that you just heard, I want to give the man his due, give him his flowers, was brought to, uh, brought to you by Lorenzo Guerrero aka detour415 on instagram producer extraordinaire good friend of mine uh my name is michael asuncion and you may be familiar with me from just your social circles hopefully i'm just a stranger to you on the internet that would be really chill and really cool and that doesn't happen quite as much so it's very nice to meet you and with me here on this sonic journey that if we play our cards right should take a couple at least yeah about two years give or take depending on how diligent we are is my childhood friend and one of my best buddies on this damn planet uh mr sean ellis how are you doing today sean i am doing great and you're uh you have me close to the verge of tears though i wasn't expecting to go sentimental episode one here we are it's a very it's a very sentimental time for me right now <laughs> just person in my personal life i won't go too much into it but it's it's all good um yeah i'm super stoked to do this um a bit of a bit, a little bit of backstory for you guys. I this is my second podcast. I have another one called Two Old Souls. You can find it on all podcast services. That one's a little for kind of a different topic every episode. Just general nostalgia for me as a thirty-year-old millennial male. Um, started with a friend of mine, Andrew Zeman, aka Drew Hush. Uh, he tragically passed away in an accident back in November of 2021. And I, you know, that kind of took me out of the podcast game for a little while. And I'm, you know, still keeping that show going. You can check that out, Two Old Souls, wherever you want to find it. Two Old Souls Pod on Instagram as well. I also wanted to just try something different, try something new as well. So I was kind of just sitting around and texted Sean. I was like, hey, man, what if we did this? What if we watched every episode of Hey Arnold? <laughs> um, <laughs> and you clearly consented to that to that act, so... Thank you for consenting. Hey, thanks for reaching out. For sure. And, you know, of all the Hey Arnold podcasts that exist out there in the world, we're the most recent one. So we have that going for us. Uh, yeah. So I'm very excited to see where this all goes. I'm already kind of sweating in my closet as I'm recording this, but that's perfectly fine. So without further ado, you know, let's get right into it. You and I have always had really great conversations about, you know, storytelling and we both are very ardent appreciators of animation as a medium yeah. animation is yeah. not a, is a medium not a genre so, absolutely so here this is just one of the you know stronger examples of that because this is a very singular very unique show with a very unique voice and a very special uh, legacy that it has left so I'm, I'm really excited to go back into it i actually haven't seen every single episode of this now that i really think about it i no definitely way. have some blind spots towards the end towards the end as you know the art style got a little more cleaned up and uh hmm. the voice actor there's like five different arnold's we'll we're, i'm really curious to see how we feel about each of the arnold's <laughs> as, we, as we go through it oh we totally yeah. will yeah so so we are going to hmm. be starting today uh we're going to start with the first two episodes so our first, we're, our, uh, our, we're going to start first with episode 1A, 
Downtown as Fruits, original air date, October 6th, 1996. Written by Craig Bartlett, Joe Ansalaber, and Steve Vixton. Directed by Tuck Tucker and Larry Likelighter. Plot, and that one goes, if you guys don't remember. Um, Arnold and Gerald are cast as Fruits in the school play, directed by Helga. But when she does not treat them with the respect that they deserve, they skip out on the play and take a bus ride downtown. However, I would be remiss. I'm going to run that back real quick. Because we need to talk about this opening sequence mm-hmm. and God this tier. opening theme song. So, Sean, I, yeah, it's just, you know, I remember he seeing, like, promos for this. Nick was really good about, like, promoting its shows and, like, really hyping things up as the, you know, back in, like, the mid-90s. I remember seeing this for the first time. I was still, you know, roughly four years old, probably. I was still living in Glendale. I hadn't moved up here to the Bay Area just yet. And, mm. you know, this was... I don't know what else. There, I don't know what what you could possibly say about this opener that hasn't already been said. It's just like the coolest thing you've ever seen as a kid at the time, at it least. Down. Like Absolutely. Kid, kids playing at night, unsupervised. You have the boy faction and the girl faction, sort of like walking to meet in this alley, sort of like possying up. West Side Story. Yeah, it's like it's it. like, like beat it and like West Side Story mm-hmm. meets like the Peanuts gang kind of thing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, I I had no idea really what jazz was. I mean, in hindsight, I was exposed to a lot of jazz. My mom listened to a lot of smooth jazz as a kid, uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. But this this music just really grabs you. You know, there's just this like there's this coolness to it. There's this swagger, and you you just kind of know that you're going to be in for a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like as a kid watching the show. There's there's musical instruments that you can like recognize, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah. And there's kinds of like tones and notes that you can be like, oh yeah, um, this one is completely different from that. Like I, <laughs> to this day, still there's some of the instruments and noises in there that you just can't really identify. But like you said, I mean, it's it's funky. Um, you are immediately thrust into the environment that the characters are thrust into, and it's just a really, really intelligent use of a musical piece next to arguably some pretty pretty apt symbolism i guess for what the show is gonna be how do, okay um, yeah how do you figure and because yeah you get like a little taste of like some of the characters like not certain senses like you get like okay arnold and gerald that's clearly a thing like these two are are gonna be like inseparable and helga's yeah. kind of the foil but then you also mm-hmm. see all these other kids and you kind of wonder like okay what are these people gonna be like to like Honestly, a lot of the boy-girl pairings are opposite of one another, right? And mm-hmm. complementary characters to one another. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to botch it here because I should have, you know, read the list of character okay. names, but it came in pretty fresh too. But, yeah. I mean, you have your Helga and Arnold, right? And you have Phoebe and Gerald. And, I mean, to a degree, you have Sheena and Stinky too, right? Yeah. Um, and the entire opening sequence just, you know, you get to see them face off a bit and the rest of the show explores what those relationships are going to look like and it's not just you know kids wanting to play the same sports and being better than one another but a little bit more yeah it's just sort of like yeah we're gonna like explore this city we're gonna explore the kids who live in this city and everything too another thing that this another thing that this brought to mind to me was like the destiny's child lose my breath video (laughs) or (laughs) if you've seen the chipmunk adventure which is like this old 80s animated movie there is this like face-off moment between like the chip chipmunks and the chipettes the less said about that film the better but it's pretty but anyway (laughs) yeah so and then 
And then you also get people who aren't really going to, you know, you get someone who's not really a, a player, but always kind of shows up, Brainy, who I learned mm. is actually voiced by Craig Bartlett. So that's him doing the... <laughs> Incredible. Yes, I think I send him his rays. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, Hitchcock cameoed himself in every movie. Shyamalan did too. So this is just Craig Bartlett's version of that. He'll pop up in a couple. He'll pop up in another couple as a few other characters in the show. But yeah, let's just let's so that in that way, let's just jump right into Downtown is Fruits. Yeah, this is a really interesting episode for me. I think it's a little more just kind of an adventure, shall we say? I think. Mm. And what's really interesting to me here is that we meet Arnold and he's not, he's a little rougher around the edges when we first meet him. Like season one, Arnold in particular, I want to say, depending on the episode, there's going to be a lot here. And of course, it's going to kind of flip flop back and depending on who the focus of the story is and things like that. But Hmm. I would say this Arnold is a little more aloof. He definitely has his moments of who we eventually really come to know him as, but here he's just like I don't want to be in this fucking play. Like Helga, why are we? Why are we all here? Like, like again, like yeah. I have I have I have thoughts about the play in general. But anyway, you go ahead. No, I was gonna say the same thing because I feel like my nostalgic picture of Arnold is the good guy, the wants to help people out, right? Like I think, um, obviously not going too far forward, but I always think back to Arnold being the hero running away from the bullies, helping others out, putting himself in harm's way on behalf of others. Like that's the Arnold. I came in getting this refresh thinking I was going to get, but we get bad boy Arnold right from the jump. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. It's so (laughs) funny because it's like, there's this massive gap between what I was going and expecting and what I received (laughs) watching this episode again. That was crazy. Absolutely. And yeah, I think a lot of that too also just has to do with the vocal performance like this. So the original Mm -hmm. Arnold voice actor, uh, I think is at the time his name was like Torin Caudel. Now he goes by like Lane Torin. If you look him up on Instagram, dude has like the most out of control, like hipster, well-coiffed hipster beard I've ever seen in my life. Definitely dresses the part. Like he probably went to mixology school (laughs) if I had to guess. But (laughs) yeah, there's just this sort of like, yeah, whatever, like kind of thing <laughs> a little bit. I mean, mm. and I think maybe part of me sort of identifies as that because like I always had kind of not a deep voice, but just sort of like on, on the lower register growing up. And people would say that I sounded really bored and like monotonous and and whatnot. And I think I always kind of identify with like the original Arnold a little bit more so as as a result. Mm. But a little yeah, bit of high Ruth in there a little bit. Oh, I've definitely had my high Ruth moments. We will we'll get to that. <laughs> So, um, so a quick question about the the four food groups, or just uh, in general. Again, like Helga has, and again, there's no oversight. There appears to be no oversight whatsoever from like Miss Slovak or Principal Wards is nowhere to be seen. Like this can we don't even hear about this. Appears to be an entirely like this is a Helga Helga Pataki joint (laughs) one completely. I know you and I both had very different elementary school upbringings but were you ever you know sort of commissioned or thrust into a play type situation that you were not really feeling whatsoever <laughs> i mean i think the only play that i was in context went to christian school growing up um was uh was joseph in the nativity play oh, and okay. was like that was definitely a little like six-year-old sean so i don't even know if i knew what i was doing 
nor would I be uh, would I be lying. I'd be lying to you if I told you I was in charge of anything at that time. So, no, I mean, um, all the things I did, I wanted to do. That's good. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things I can things that come to mind for me. Yeah, I definitely did some sort of. I went to a Christian school for kindergarten. We did some sort of play skit situation in. Mm-hmm. At, at the end of the year for our graduation and I was actually kind of feeling that like there was some sort of song I don't remember it was probably about obeying your mother and father because that's like the easiest commandment to you know like bake into a small child and I just Absolutely. remember distinctly there was a little tune and there was the only line I can remember goes like even spinach though we may not like is good for us we know I'm like what I don't and you know I didn't really eat spinach as a kid so that line held no significance for me but the following year in first grade once I was in public school getting that you know secular education is it secular or non-secular I was I never know which one's which have no okay I think it's secular I think secular yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, so anyway I was in public school at that point and I had my teacher Miss Quinn she was like the musical teacher she had her own she had a guitar we like did sing-alongs in class on the regular but Hmm. she was also notorious for making her class part her whole class participate in the talent show every year and so we all had we all had to color our own little blue our own little birds and tape it to whatever pin it or tape it to our shoulder because we all had to sing zippity doodah yeah i don't yes what a time it truly was yes so that was really the most of it and then you know we got to do these like plays in fifth grade which i was actually pretty jazzed about because it was something you look forward to you're like oh the older kids get to do this play with these like adult professionals who come in and do these educational plays with educational value but you know never never got to dress up as a fruit or anything like that um nor did i yeah that is that is to say i've always wondered as to why i wonder well actually gerald Gerald is like, wow, that could have been, I could have been a cream soda or a bread group. Like, I, I always wondered why they were so upset about being fruits in particular. Like, Gerald wears a red jersey. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Red. So uh-huh. I almost wonder if some of it was like color palette inspired. Mm-hmm. Probably Maybe a bit, right? Yeah. Because I mean, Arnold's got the whole yellow and blue thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. So as a banana albeit very different than the uh, the shape that he's most commonly known for. I wonder almost if that had something to do with it. And also, Downtown as Fruits works a lot better as a title than Downtown as Bread. <laughs> it certainly does, yes. I was thinking, that that's a really good, really strong, really good point. You know, I'm probably mm. reading too far into it here, but as we all know, Helga is madly in love with Arnold and just can't bring herself to tell him, but... She oh constantly God. admires him from afar, and I'm just she she cast Arnold, the object of her 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 lust, her affection, as a banana, and as we all Which, kn- as we all know from Superbad, also, yes, yeah. the best yeah. the best foods are shaped like dicks. That is the truth, and the, this line is used about the meats, but lusty and powerful is written into yes, the play. Yes, yes, lusty and powerful. It 100 percent is. And knowing now that Helga Pataki is the playwright, by no means is that unintentional. She's projecting. She's projecting a lot of her feelings about her her classmates into this as Absolutely. well. Quick, quick shout I mean, out. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Uh-huh. No, I was just gonna say quick, quick tangent. Helga pulls the first line of dialogue in the entire show in the True. entire series. Yeah. I took that note down. I was like, what? I thought it was gonna be Arnold. Arnold. Arnold's <laughs> a far more 
I think a lot of times Arnold's a more reactive, but not in a bad way in that like he does. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a character with a lot of agency, but he lets things come to him or opportunities present itself to him. And then he sort of takes yeah. action. You know, some actually there's actually going to be a whole episode. Well, actually, we're, we're going to see what happens later this season when he turns <laughs> on a turn, flips the script on himself and kind of tries to live his life in the opposite way. I'm so damn excited. <laughs> but this but is... one, one thing at a time. Yeah, no, because I mean, again, not to go too far on the tangent, but Arnold as a character almost is he's he plays the straight man, right? Yeah, like he is the foil that allows the rest of the characters to be redonkulous, mm-hmm. and he kind of brings it all back to earth. Um, that's a that's a really that's a good point you brought up there. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I was just gonna say quick while uh, while we're talking about what the other kids are wearing, just a quick shout out to mm. somebody who. And it's only because of this. Talk about like, okay, this, I mean, I guess the show kind of has continuity. I mean, every, every episode is very standalone though. Um, But in, in a surprising thing of continuity, this one kid forevermore throughout the show, whenever he pops up and he's very incidental, like he's just like there for a quick laugh. He is uh, the kid who goes, legumes, I thought we were beans. (laughs) Like, do you know, do you know what they fucking call him for the rest of the show? Do you know what his name is? No. They literally just refer to him as Peapod Kid. <laughs> like, that's his... <laughs> Peapod So, it's the voice that I recognize yeah. is what it is. Like and The best part is that's Ge- that's him. Gerald's voice actor is the best part. He's doing this sort of, like, I affected accent. <laughs> like, because there's, there's the other episodes where he's like, oh, yes, just terrible, terrible situation. And it's like, it's just that thing of, like, to me, there's there are a few things funnier than than a black person doing their version of a white person's voice. <laughs> like, this sort of, like, very, like, oh, very erudite, and, the, you know, the R's are all very hard and, like, articulated, and it's just so, <laughs> so freaking funny that, they are, that they're able to put that. That's just, like, a thing in this show. I, I can't. And he's kind of, he's kind of like the anti-curly, though. As, like, his, his hair kind of goes up in a wave, but they both have, like, glasses. You can't actually see their eyes. So it's kind of mm. he's kind of like this he's kind of like this weird alt curly in a certain sense. We get he's we the get alt curly. Yeah, like you know the far less you know problematic and curly curly's curly. We're gonna get to curly. That's 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 for sure. Try to stay top f- five characters. Try, <laughs> yes, trying to stay Easy. stay uh, future spoiler Don't free. Don't spoil it. No, we're Don't gonna get there. We're gonna it. get there. <laughs> so we yeah we started to talk about the characters and just how distinct and defined and exact that they are but another really cool part really this has come as a result of me following craig bartlett on instagram and he's really cool Mm. about you know talking about behind the scenes stuff and just showing all this other artwork but just the art style of the city itself it's got this sort of like it kind of looks like it was drawn with like chalk or pastels and it just really you know it it actually it lends itself more to that urban flavor cuz it looks like it's all mm. being drawn on like on a sidewalk or something like that like a lot of the show yeah absolutely that i think is probably my favorite thing about hey arnold is the backgrounds in the show hit that perfect blend between like really really <coughs> simple but also like drawing your eye to really like impressive uses of color and and texture um i mean i did not do enough homework to see what the technology available to them was at the time Mm -hmm. but you can't help but relate it to you know 
the other early forms of animation where they had to use like really creative uses of like ink and color and all this stuff mm -hmm. to get it to have life on the screen. And um, no, I mean, this this is a really, really stellar example of 2D animation style. Um, Absolutely. This city's great. Yeah, yeah, I really, I mean, a couple of my favorite shots in this, um, I'm going to actually throw it into the Discord chat here real quick so you can see. Mm. Um, I just took, click. you can't, you know, we're, we're well past the point of being able to, take uh screenshots from streaming services such as life that's okay i guess it's a little blurry but this is like a wide shot of when helga's like arnold and she's realizing that oh, yeah. you know he bailed on the play just that really cool sort of like distorted fish eye it kind of looks like a snow globe mm -hmm. almost of you know the way that yeah. the 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 way that the buildings are wrapped or being wrapped around by the highway yeah it never really occurred to me but you know this kind of Reminded me of sort of a contemporary show of the time, uh, Batman the Animated Series, the way they did the sort of, they, their art style mm. was called like Dark Deco, and the way they did that was by painting on black paper, because so much of the show happened at night anyway, so it saved time, yeah. but it also just made all those other, whatever colors, they had to specifically choose colors that would show really cool against black, so I'm wondering if they might have done mm. something similar, you know, not all of these... Mm. Not all of these episodes happen at night, but the ones that do, yeah. that you definitely get that sort of scary vibe of of like of or just like really sort of mysterious or there's this yeah. th this vastness of like a city at night, especially when you're a kid, you know. Yeah, and you know, I think you're onto something there too. Like as a whole, I think that Hey Arnold's color palette is fairly warm, right? Yeah. Like even in these nighttime photos, even in episodes that showcase snow, like the colors air towards the warmer hues mm -hmm. um and that almost lends itself to having some depth of color on the paper beforehand yeah absolutely mm -hmm. for sure and I, I really wish that that's something that i want to like learn more about and everything because it all just comes to, it's like a magic trick it all comes together so well and like the execution yeah. is also so great you don't even stop to think about it you know immersed yes very immersive that is that is a very appropriate word choice and also you just get a sense of how daffy this city is in certain senses uh it's a mm. fictional city and it's based i think on a it's like oregon seattle uh oregon seattle brooklyn ultimately it's yeah. called hillwood i don't think we even learned that until the movie but you know mm -hmm. it's a pretty chill it's got suvlaki stands it's it has no problem with like miners coming in and playing in their pool halls and and, and you know, dancing on the pool for table. sure we get we get the introduction of the criminal guys who come back around later this season uh, mm. <laughs> in the Weezenet episode and i'm really excited to talk about that one too overall yeah this is a i think in terms of just the dynamic another thing that i think is really interesting from like a story and character aspect which we do see more is mm. that you know ultimately they decide to bail on the play upon like gerald's insistence and Gerald is Arnold's best friend and it's really clear that they are each other's best friends. There's no even real contest necessarily, but Gerald often is kind of not the devil on Arnold's shoulder. Cause that would be really reductive. Gerald, Gerald's a really interesting character in his own right, but he's yeah. often the one who's like nudging Arnold to sort of like not be such a goody two shoes most of the time we're like hey he's dude the, like look out for your stuff yeah. you know like yeah he moves arnold off of his course which yeah. is typically very like straight and narrow mm -hmm. 
definitely interesting as we see more from from his family and everything. You know, his, his dad's yeah. kind of a dad's kind of a stickler, but we'll get we'll get to Mr. Mm-hmm. Johansson in mm-hmm. good time. Um, I will also be tracking how many times uh, Helga backfists Brainy right in his dumb stalker face. So we got the first one of that here. I'll count. I'll just keep track. I like keeping count of things. So Brainy Tracker, one tally there. (laughs) Let's see. Related, Michael. Okay. Uh, We need to continue to talk about how great the use of like quick, sharp sound effects and the music stings in this show Mm -hmm. are because not only do you get like way more glass breaking than two lenses. There is a lot of bla- gra- glass breaking in this episode. That's a it's, good point. It's an entire like carton okay. or not carton. It's an entire thing of like milk bottles being dropped hands down. Okay. Um, but you also get these really good like twangs that happen when people like make weird faces mm-hmm. um, right when they hop off the bus, right? Or yeah, not yeah, when yeah. they hop off the bus. When the lady hops off the bus and the bus drives away, there's just this weird like blong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The face like what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't, that's something that really caught, caught me. I'm like, this old, this woman, it just seemed like really weird. She's like, maybe she was just dumbfounded as to why there were like two minors riding the bus at night dressed as fruit. <laughs> maybe she was just having it, a really uh, hard time processing that. It really affected her, you know, and I, I, I hope the best of her and I yeah. hope that her life is in, you know, a much better place. Oh, she, she's going to, she's going to see that. some more, she's going to see some crazier stuff in, in this, on the streets of Hillwood the, as she goes. She's the character that's the, I've seen some shit character, isn't she? I think so. I think she comes back around. Yeah, I really want to pay attention to the other citizens of the city and whatnot. We're spe- giving ourselves yeah. a lot of red herrings to chase Yeah, out. we really are for sure. That's, it's going to keep it more interesting. I, I am definitely going to pay attention. One of my favorite sound effects just comes more, comes in this second uh, segment of this, mm. but we will get there. Um, any, before we kind of just go, I just have the, my little, uh, awards or superlatives to give out i'll come up with a better mm. name for those later but i was wondering if you just had any other thoughts about this episode yeah uh you completely skipped over um wow oh my god what was his name edit this part out but what is it the great spumoni no dino spumoni no 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 no, no. The, the fortune teller. oh great oh zamboni great that the great zamboni. zamboni yes yeah yeah okay let me start that over okay michael uh we completely skipped over the okay. great zamboni who okay. is a highlight of this episode <laughs> That's for true. a number of reasons. Okay. Okay. Um, his his contacts for one. Were they uh, was it to was know, it to suggest that he does not have pupils? Is that what the deal was there? I never understood I, that. I am pretty sure that it was a play on him being able to see the future because he has difficulty seeing in general. I think it was a blind <laughs> joke. Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie to <laughs> Oh, you. shit. Yeah, like the blind mystic trope. God. Yeah. I'm <sighs> fairly certain it was. But he is a phenomenal addition to a yes. pilot episode for so many reasons. He's the I first ad- he's the first hear... like adult character, like prominent like adult character in the besides like the criminals. Named adult character. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. And um I don't know if we see more of him, I forget, but uh I want to hear more of his voice because uh not to like spoil the superlative section, but him saying I should have foreseen this <laughs> yes. had me in splits. I had to pause 
and laugh and pull away from my screen. Oh, uh, nice. is so good. I should have okay. seen this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Yeah, I looked to see if he's in anyone else, you know, anybody else that I would be familiar with, but I don't. Uh, John Mariano, good job as the great Zamboni. Mm, well done. Very well done. Yes. Yeah, why don't we? Well, I guess while we're already talking about favorite, like memorable lines and quotes, uh, for me, you definitely have. Mm. Oh, and then this also runs parallel to like my favorite, one of my favorite shots or frames. And this is a meme, right? Again, putting it in the Discord. When Gerald goes, like, the journey is the destination, man. Like, there's a series of memes on the internet that yes. all just basically paint Gerald as a massive stoner. <laughs> So this is, yes. this is yes. only, you know, there's a lot with him with like giving him red veiny bloodshot eyes and stuff. So he's already is, got the eye bags. He, he does for sure. My God. I love this. I also uh, took that line down. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Arnold retort with like, what does that even you, mean? Yeah. I, or know, I saw it on a hippie movie. Read it in a hippie movie. Heard it in a hippie movie. Yeah. You and your hippie movies. And for me, I this is definitely something I didn't pick up on until just now on this watch mm. where Helga's lamenting the situation she's like i can't believe this is happening do you know how hard i prepared for my role i ate nothing but dairy products for two weeks you know a little bit yes. of a little bit of jared leto action there our, our greatest living actor it's more of a yeah, time no she went the daniel day lewis route and method milk acted yeah and i'm so proud of her that's, for it that's terrible i mean no wonder she was so like she was probably really gassy and stuff you know but Gross. But I'm sure her I'm sure her mom has plenty of milk on hand because she's always making smoothies. And she really is. this is and uh, you'll really appreciate this <laughs> as fellow as a couple of you know lovers of Steve the pirate when they're when they're singing mm. their song at the end. I was really trying to listen to the song to the song to the lyrics, um, but all yeah. I could really pick out was it's fruits, it's fruit, it's fruits, it's fruits that really make a suits or whatever. And then they go yeah. like. That's what the folks with scurvy say. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I did remember learning in school that f- scurvy came about as not having enough, you know, fruits and those types of vitamins and minerals in your diet. So that Absolutely. was that was a pretty nice little hidden gem of a hidden gem of a joke, I would say. Does this mean that we're counting pirate references as well? No, don't yeah, do that, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Also related, unrelated to a beat ago. Um I was just looking up to see if there were any like specific hippie movies where the journey is the destination came into play. Like Easy um, Rider would probably come yeah, to mind. Yeah. Um Ralph Waldo Emerson, by the way, Emerson okay. is a is the source of the quote, but the next thing that shows up is all of these like um <laughs> all of these like almost meme photos of the journey is the destination and of i'm going to start sh- sending please, please do um a good handful into we can, and we will we will here. you know what we are also going to be i should have mentioned up top we will also be found on pc 118 pod on instagram so i think we'll probably post a bunch of pictures uh in which the journey is the destination just indicative yeah. of that so let's see Absolutely. what let's see what we... you're throwing in here we found oh a variety. It's we not, have uh-huh. a lot of blurry Ralph. Oh man, yeah. There's it's, a lot of these. It's pretty rough. Yeah, <laughs> I hate this. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sad that it's over. Be glad that it happened. <laughs> oh, okay, man. I'm closing this window. Okay. I can't be okay. looking at this. That's fine. Words. That's fine. That's perfectly okay. <laughs> you know what I really love? I mean. I, I don't know how to isolate this. Maybe I would just have to mm. like hold my phone up to my speakers to get like a really good capture. But in terms of mm. 
in terms of like audio stings. My favorite, my favorite thing, and I think we hear it in this episode because usually it it's contextually used with Helga. It's mm. like a dramatic trumpet blast. It's like, mm. <laughs> like yeah. I would love <laughs> yeah. that for that yeah. to just be like the to be the book in between like segments of this. But we'll we'll figure it out. What, yeah, we're really gonna try and eat yeah. up this whole show in a way that we've never had before. And I'm sure we're gonna just find a way more to appreciate about it. I'm already like sweating and laughing. So I think we're I off to a pretty find... strong start. <laughs> exactly. All of the little things that we would have missed as kids. Yeah. Because now we fixate on weird things. <laughs> yes. Those those are what I want to pull out of this. Yeah. And I want to be able to say roll the clip or like roll the sound play yes. the sound and then you can just edit it in like the yeah. little genius that yeah you are. yeah yeah i will figure that out so i think that'll Thank probably you. and again yeah so i think that'll pr- pretty much do it on on the first half should we should we transition to the next yeah so uh that is the first half of the episode and now that brings us to episode 1b eugene's bike written and written <laughs> yes yes we're gonna get into the eugene of it all um Written by Craig Bartlett, Joanne Salaber, Steve Vixton. A lot of those guys actually came out of Rugrats, which is really cool. So, like, a lot of times, mm. they're similar to Cartoon Network. You cut your teeth on one in the 90s. You cut your teeth on this show. They ask you if you have any ideas of your own. And then you, too, get, get to have your own icon, super iconic, ultra-memorable cartoon show. What a, what a world. Uh, directed by... Kelly James and Julie Murphy Hashiguchi. That's really fun to say. And the plot for this is Arnold accidentally destroys Eugene's brand new bike. So he tries to make it up to Eugene by taking him out on a day of fun. <laughs> oh my god. And but clumsy Eugene keeps getting into accidents. So here we start to meet more of the extended cast. The first episode you get really most mostly familiar with your sort of holy trinity like I forgot to say earlier like Gerald Arnold and Helga, they're like the Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman of this show. <laughs> and, you know, where you kind of get your time with all the other members of the League, uh, depending on the episode. So here we get Eugene, the accident-prone, uh, hard on his luck, but ever optimistic. Uh, pretty sure this is... They don't call him directly as such just yet, but, you know, he is he is the class jinx. And that's definitely where I learned that word was just was just from him. And mm-hmm. but you know, good for him because his family exchanges gifts on Flag Day, <laughs> and I, I don't know why. I think it's just a funny. I think it was just a funny thing for to make these kids say. <laughs> so, I hope that they fixated on that line mm-hmm. in the studio when they were writing it, and they were like, really proud of like it. Like Flag because... Day is in like June. I think it's like after school, unless this is. I mean, it's it's like a floating timeline. I guess like, we're we're to believe all of this entire show happens in a span of one year. Because they yeah. never leave the fourth grade, Mm-mm. so you know it is what it is. But <laughs> yeah, well, and I feel like this whole episode, as they kind of like see the dork parade come yeah. down the way, you get all these very specific tidbits about each character. Yeah, and Eugene's in this case, I mean, of course, unravels through the rest of the episode. But you get the Flag Day reference. You have the kid that brings up his box of worms. Yeah. We don't know who this <laughs> kid as, is either. It's just a one-off either. No, yeah. We don't know. Absolutely. He doesn't have a name. He never gets a name. Yeah. And Michael, as they walk away, he's like, you don't know what you're missing about <laughs> my box of worms? <laughs> I guess. Like, is there a threat in there? I don't know. I but I, 
that's the first that's the first thing i wrote down about this episode mm-hmm. was you don't know what you're missing about my goddamn worms the thing that always confused me is like brainy whips out a handful of what he refers to as nuggets and i don't think i don't even know what nougat actually is now that i think about it but it does look like this other 90s they look like gumdrops to me but you know but it's also is it like is that also just a handful of dust like i guess he, the idea is you just whip them out of his pocket i like to believe that he saw the rest of the dork parade try mm-hmm. and impress Arnold and Gerald, and he had to put his horse in the race. That's true. So he reached in his pocket and that's, was that's like, all... what's the first thing I would have in my pocket? <laughs> that's also, what, I mean, yeah, it's also one of the rare times where he gets, he's featured not standing creepily behind Helga. So, you know, Brainy <laughs> gets, Brainy has some range, and we've, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to see that. It'll pop up in mm-hmm. a couple other unexpected places that I'm really looking forward to. This, se- this season's just... I think this season may... I know we're super early in, but I think yeah. this season is just full of episodes that are just really freaking funny. Like, mm. as, as we go, it'll come. And then you we get more of, like, the slice of life, like, really, like, more character development stuff. But that, a lot of that's going to come here, too, for sure. It's going to all have its place. Um, maybe that's why I love this show so much is because Slice of Life is my favorite. Yeah, I think that maybe maybe that's why I already have like an affinity for that in general. It's mm. probably yeah. because of things like this and Doug and, you know, and uh, shoot, what else? Yeah, like Peanuts and everything. Like all these kind yeah. of progenitors of this kids trying to work their work it out and get through the day. Recess is big too, mm. like that on that on that tip. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- I never noticed that Eugene's license plate just says Yuge. Y O O J, which is which is really yeah. cool, uh, <laughs> and I think oh, sorry shit. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna like film this and put it up again. But the thing that's like again, what's really cool is most of these kids, or yeah, I think all these kids are actually voiced by kids, which you don't get quite as much. And of course, that resulted in some recastings. Some kids stuck with yeah. it. Um, some people are still killing it today in the VO game, which mm. is awesome. But you got to believe that this is probably first first go around for a lot of these a lot of these kid actors but the part where Eugene's uh the the garbage man or the janitor or whatever is hauling the bike to the hauling the bike to the dumpster he's like no no not my bike like you just see him yeah. and it's like it's a wide shot so of course it's not going to be animated as well but you just see him like yeah. pounding on the floor and like rolling around yeah. and just like completely and utterly like traumatized and devastated that his bike that his bike has been you know torn to shreds and they repeat the line yeah over yeah, and yeah. Over no too. Like, no that, not my bike that was That's the best. exactly it just replayed in my head and i was like oh my god i remember this exact scene because of that exact performance and he's just unraveling so so hard but also cheers to him i, I mean for laughing now yeah i mean but also he's got the balls to ride a bike in like flip-flops which is like i feel like it's really Kind of unsafe, but mm, absolutely. Then again, yeah. but you know, good for him. Takes um, a talent. Yes, and it's it's cool. Like all these elements, we just, we're kind of just getting to know, know the kids in these episodes. Really, like all the kind of like the hallmarks don't even come into play. Like we barely see Arnold's room when he's just doing his kind of Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein montage to pimp yeah. the bike back to life. Yeah, that's. I think it all kind of goes from here. Like I think all the best stuff for me in this episode is like after. By after uh, Eugene's bike accident, <laughs> sounds terrible to say. But. I will say the only pre-dead bike uh, thing that I'd like to call back is when Eugene is explaining all of the things that make the bike great. 
only one of them is something I'd consider making a bike raid, and that's having the multiple speeds so he doesn't have to struggle okay. as much going yeah. up hills. But then he goes immediately into talking about how the tires are big so he can ride over glass, <laughs> as if that's been a concern in the past. Um, which, I don't know, maybe that's just another breadcrumb for us to follow. I thought, about I thought, how, I thought that was him. I, I thought you were also going to be point out how he, he wants this bike more than world peace. <laughs> he does want the bike more than world peace. <laughs> His dream bike. Is it the red paint with the glitter in it? And maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Just, but, just maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, rest in peace to that bike yes. twice over. Apparently. Twice over. The, the, another thing that was really, really damn funny to me is... And again, ultimately, this this actually does... Okay, to take it to like a slightly mm. more like earnest place, this actually is a little more indicative of the Arnold that we come to know more, where it's like yes. Arnold, good guy, solving, helping someone solve a problem, or just wanting to, yeah, take it upon himself to help someone, which is very noble, but it is mm. great. But it is, I think it's, they also, maybe they were like, you know, we don't want this to, we, ha we have some stuff coming up that's really going to punch these children in the heart but let's just show yeah. let's just make sure they're still on board and still laughing with us so let's do this with eugene <laughs> um yeah but it is yeah you get more of that you get more of that saint i'm gonna call him saint arnold you know because i think at one point one point later in the <clears throat> in the series gerald refers to arnold as like papa Teresa, which i think is yes. <laughs> like really That's endearing correct. but it's also kind of insulting <laughs> but yeah one i think the thing that really made me laugh um and this one that I never noticed is when he goes to visit him and the he goes to visit Eugene in the hospital and he's Ooh. he screws him up, you know, he gets like all twisted around with all the apparatus and he uh he's he's like, You stand over there and good. And then he Arnold kind of runs back up to Eugene. He's like, I'm gonna make it up to you and then like Eugene <laughs> cowers not only cowers behind his blanket, but you hear his heart monitor like ramp Go up. faster and faster, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, okay, so not to bring it too far back, but I also wrote that one down, but I feel like Eugene is also paired with something about him affecting the world around him like that, and you just don't notice it unless you pay really close attention, like... His scream was setting off car alarms, and when his <laughs> when when the bike was like decimated, flew through the air. By the way, which I think is my favorite moment of the episode is how the he goes bike... over he goes over a fence, right? I mean, that's it's probably not the first and only time he goes over a fence in the show, but I think that's what happens. Like he goes over like a service yeah. ramp of some sort. Absolutely, but even when the bike was first broken, like it was just sitting on the end of the stack of bikes, or I guess whatever the. You know, sorry to the bicyclists out there, whatever it is. But when all of them tip over and it gets to Eugene's bike, his like flies <laughs> it over does, it a fence yeah. into the street to then get run over <laughs> by a car. <laughs> Oh, wasn't like, it, I thought it wasn't it like a street sweeper because I thought I remember it was it a gets, street it gets sweeper, caught up right. in the giant bristle brush things, yeah, and then spat out, and then there's the little sad horn afterwards too. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah, his little horn is hella pathetic. It's like. It's like it's not even like your standard like full bodied horn. No. It's just like very no. like tinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Um but yes, the heart rate monitor was also a highlight for me. <laughs> very nice touch. The in and you get to him reflecting on his uh all all of Eugene's misfortunes that Arnold feels like semi responsible for. They do actually revisit that later, which is really cool. Um yeah. With Eugene being a little more like, yeah, bro, you're the source of all my problems, <laughs> which is, yeah. well, that comes later. Um, but mm -hmm. I think my favorite just visual one, I have a, a lot of favorite visual gags, but 
actually has nothing to do with Eugene. It's just like the the character design of presumably like kindergarten Helga. She has like mm. one tooth and her eyes are super close together. <laughs> that's very yeah. charming. And but the yeah. and their class somehow has a pet crab, so that's that's pretty cool. We had crawfish in yeah. fourth grade, so that's pretty close. Mm. Yeah. I did not because Christian school was not a thing where you'd have pets in the classroom. Womp womp. Wow. <coughs> so insert the sound sting, please. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and you know, again, yeah, I think the the crowning jewel of this of this episode is just the the monta- the fun day montage. I think that's yes. pretty indisputable in how it's kind of freeze framed. Yes. They kind of dissolve into each other, but then there's also kind of like stilted frame grabs of them doing it. It's just and that weirdly not triumph kind of tr- semi triumphant western cowboy music that you kind of hear yes. and it's it's just so funny it's just it's just so funny mm-hmm. to, to me like him falling in the manhole and everything like that or, or yeah and it's all in echo all the dialogue and it's in yeah the only dialogue you hear is eugene eugene's exclamations <laughs> of i don't know being put in some put in some harm <laughs> yeah well, yeah, he, uh, I think the sound he makes when he falls into the manhole is like, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many good vignettes in that. And I love how they're all really close together. Like it starts at a high point and it just ends up with Eugene being so, so unfortunate. It really um, is. I, I have to say though, my favorite one was the Heimlich maneuver. Yes, like, yes, booklet. yes, yes being chain linked to the hot dog <laughs> cart and just being such a part of what that vendor has to deal with. Okay, yes, yeah, the pamphlets. <laughs> <laughs> like literally like the phone book in the phone booth. Like it was chain yes. linked to Oh it was. History. Okay, okay. I didn't I didn't notice that. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. Again, yeah. And 21 who minutes, 16 seconds on Hulu, everybody. That is 21 minutes, 16 seconds. Oh, yes. In. And if we hadn't talked, yeah, this show is all available in its entirety on Hulu, I believe. <clears throat> also, probably Paramount Plus. And mm. it, the whole thing's on DVD, too, if you're feeling crazy and enjoy your physical media. But, yeah, I think. And I'm a sucker for a good, like, ricochet joke. Like, that's one of my favorite, like, physical comedy things ever. Depend whether it's live action or animated. So yeah, just the the hunk of the hot dog bouncing off everything. And yeah. <laughs> again, classic sound sound bite that like <laughs> like when it hits his eye. That's my favorite frame when he goes and he squawks. He's like Eah! or something like that. And that's I think that I wonder at one point at, at a certain point they just have all these stock Eugene screams. And I it's oh yeah I'm. I'm curious to see if how much do they take from this episode or if they get it later on and then you just start hearing them over and over again. But that's <laughs> that's like the shrill shrieking is I think Eugene's sort of defining character sort of beat. So you get yeah, you get plenty of that absolutely. here. Absolutely. I'm <laughs> I'm excited to see this character continue to explore yeah. their range. <laughs> We also get raspy Eugene, which I find yeah. hilarious. <laughs> post post accidental tonsil, <laughs> post accidental tonsillectomy, and um, spleen removal. He got he had his he had his organs harvested, dude. Those yeah. guys, those when, <laughs> those surgeons, if we could even call them that, looked super sus. Like they were the, very. I, I thought one sesh. of them. I thought one of them was the same guy from Downtown as Fruits that was like uh, banana shoes. Like I thought it was that guy. 
I thought it was the criminals too. Yeah. I really did. But like, again, Eugene is such a good sport about his, uh, quality of life, I guess. <laughs> like, just his, his, <laughs> what he has to deal with being himself. So when he's like talking to Arnold and he's like, yeah, I kind of wish they would have left my spleen though. <laughs> Props to him for being able to take it like a champ or lose it like a champ, I guess. Yeah, that um, Arnold just keeps giving and giving. Like, <laughs> just keeps giving and giving. <laughs> oh, oh dude. God. But that's totally something that, like, I mean, like, I I would totally... Hyper-apologizing for super specific things, as Arnold does. Like, that's totally something I would do, probably even mm. as a kid. But so I, I feel where Arnold's coming from. Like, he's really trying to, like balance out <clears throat> he's he's trying to get into the good place i think you know like yeah. that much is clear it's definitely is. Yeah. <sighs> well then i think this the shine yeah the favorite besides it's the hot dog i was gonna say money shot probably not the best like use of words here <laughs> but <laughs> i'm willing to go with it i'm oh, willing to i'm so happy we're doing this if this is something i can <laughs> 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 this is something I can expect every Thursday. I can live with that. I can live with that. Oh, I'm so sorry, but also you're welcome, everybody. This is gonna be a freaking ride. Um, but then also it's also really hot. I'm like sweating so hard right now. It's too warm. Um, it's too yeah. Warm. <laughs> but then also, yeah, I top it off with the shot of him falling into the river. <laughs> His mouth completely agape. You see the viewfinder yeah. thing broken half. Yeah. <laughs> and it just it doesn't stop either like if i were to go What's back weird? and watch it I, I almost feel like the the episode teases you into thinking okay it can't get much worse than this but then he gets on the bus and as he's waving goodbye the door slams on his cat <laughs> and he's still wiggling his fingers <laughs> Like, definitely not behind the yellow line at all. No. <laughs> but the bus driver's uh, like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's always the same bus driver, too. He's, like, stock. I, we never really we never really learn his name, but I know he's one of your favorites because he's, you know, like, I can't see a thing. We're all going to die. Yep. <laughs> like, we're yep. yep. <laughs> going to get there. Oh, my God. Turns away <laughs> from the windshield to say it, too. Yes. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh hell yeah sweet lord i'm so stoked i'm so <laughs> stoked <laughs> oh. oh my god <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> oh my god it just starts as as like a pov shot like for <laughs> of <laughs> Of him looking through the viewfinder. <laughs> and then it starts to wobble and fall forward. And you're like, yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Oh I don't God. mean to be morbid, but I wonder how many of these things would have, like, ended up in Eugene. Like. like like R. being R. hospitalized R. R. For, for good oh, <laughs> yeah well <laughs> i think i mean honestly i think it's it's early on it's the baseball <laughs> to the end <laughs> that was it and the rest of the show is a fever dream and we see that the thing is too when people that's actually like a visual thing that they recycle like the quick like cut to black with the stars 
like the multicolored stars, stars like flashing mm-hmm. across the screen. They use that more than once when like people, someone takes a really bad hit or whatever. So that's what I was, yeah, exactly. So and it's Which not also, even <laughs> the fact is, and it's not even because it's because it's Eugene. It's not even a home run ball. It's a foul no, ball. It's a foul ball. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got a foul ball. From st- okay. Also, before I say it, studs or spuds McGee because no, both yeah, show I up think, in the I think, episode. I think that's just a kid like misreading his line and they're like ah oh, we don't have time to correct this so fire him then yeah because <laughs> that the, really it's, like completes the spud, character the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the card says spuds mcgee right and he's called him studs the, yeah yeah and i don't remember what the uh what the billboard said when he like came up to the that's plate. a good point but yeah, also, to, this is check that. this is me not yeah not thinking about the things I need to think that's, about. No, that's show. perfectly fine. I mean, I knew this. <laughs> I knew we were gonna laugh at this episode, but I didn't think it was gonna be this hard. <laughs> but I'm I'm very grateful for it all the same, as however things shook out. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Oh my and god. I don't mean to like <clears throat> immediately move it us to it. But that's fine. No, go ahead. The ending track. Two mm, Hey mm-hmm. Arnold episodes. Mm-hmm. Stomp, I stomping, as it is referred to. Jim Lang, real quick. Shout out every shout out to shout Jim Lang. We're gonna out shout at him out every single the whole time. One. It's impeccable. Like the the opening is good, but I almost think after hearing it again, <clears throat> like the ending kind of takes the cake. It's so good. Yeah, I think so I would have to agree. Good. And it feels more like the the main the main theme, yeah. The main theme feels more like a theme song for the kids, like the yeah. kid, the gang, just doing what they do. But the ending theme feels more like feels more like it belongs to Arnold. This mm. is that like that mm. crawling bass line and everything. And you know, there's gonna be so much yeah. we haven't even heard. There'll probably be a couple episodes before we get to Groove Remote. Uh, before we hear that for the first time, but I'm I'm really oh stoked. God, I don't yeah. know the first time you actually hear it, so I'm in terms of context and whatnot. So I'm really I'm really looking forward to that and to marking marking yeah. that occasion. Yeah, so I think amazing. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all there is to say. I'm my stomach hurts, my abs hurt from all the <laughs> laughter, but I, I needed that, so thank you. <laughs> You are very welcome. Yeah. I like to fixate. That's for sure. Uh, so I hope you are all enjoy hyper-specific observations and rabbit hole discussions because that's probably, I think we really established the tone for this project pretty pretty clearly. It's, it seems apparent. Yes. And we know each other very well and we know what we do. And uh, mm. again, we haven't even gotten to the parts of the show that we love the most, so... We'll, we'll we'll get there. It's gonna be so much fun. So I think that's pretty much. I think that's pretty much it, Sean. You don't. Do you have any other thoughts on either of these episodes? I scrolled through my notes mm-hmm. and realized that Arnold throws the dirty money from the criminal. He does. Like, oh, yeah, at, just like at, at the cabbie. At the cabbie. Yeah. <laughs> the family with the bum tire and then the cabbie and everything like that. I wonder how much that actually was like. Because like a wad of cash is usually like a thousand or some some crap, depending yeah, on the bill. It, like there's probably there are probably hundreds full. or fifties in there, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, yeah. They uh, he he made it rain. He made it he, rain. He truly did. He truly did. So I have a, 
I have a killer closer closing line if you're ready to hear it before we please before we do. Get it. Okay. So again, thank you all so much for listening to our first episode of Podcast 118. Again, uh, we are going to. <clears throat> if you're hearing this already, odds are it's on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and uh, you will be able to find us on Instagram and I don't know maybe Twitter just to cover bases uh, to uh, PC 118 Pod and. That'll do it. Uh, please catch us next week where we, where we will be talking about The Little Pink Book and Field Trip. So it's going to be really nice, another two-hitter right there. <clears throat> and with that said, class dismissed. And if you learn nothing else from this podcast, always remember, never eat raspberries. <laughs>